Thanks, Ro. Thanks, guys, for praying. And um, it is a very good morning this morning. Guys, we're just going to spend a little bit of time. And um, Andy was going to, we were trying to work out secret signals beforehand. But I'm just going to task you all with it. Um, that when we get to close to five to 11, if you can all just start waving and or maybe seven minutes to 11. And then I know that I need to just <laughs> draw to wherever a, a close that we get to at that, at that point. So yeah, just uh, yeah, give me that flag guys because um, yeah, it'll be amazing just to stop and, and be able to orientate our hearts um, around that space of remembrance. Um, guys, I just wanted to continue after talking uh, a little bit last week about, you know, where Jesus was just speaking to us directly about taking courage that he, he said to the disciples, you know, guys, you are going to have really many challenges um, in, in this lifetime, um, but, but take heart, take courage, because I have overcome them. And so I want us to pick that up and continue to look at like, because this is just a little bit of what I'm going to share this morning. There are so many things that, that we could say about, um, you know, to put courage into our hearts. But I just want to focus this morning around um, James verse 1 and 2. Um, if you've got your Bible there, a um, little book towards the end of the New Testament. And I wanted to share from this because this has been, for me, I think probably one of, you know, those scriptures that you have in life that you just, you, you keep coming back to. You, I, I can remember probably the first time that that God um, just really brought it to my attention it's always been in the Bible obviously but um, when I was around 17 18 and and just going through a tremendous breakdown in my life at that point and this was the first time I really clocked James 1 but over the years it's just like the father has just continued to bring it back to to use it as a as just a promise and a and a uh, it's like a, a stake in the ground of truth that he brings towards us about what he's at work doing. Why is it that we go through difficult times? And, um, you know, how do we journey through them really well? And why, you know, what is God at work doing in the midst of that? And this all sits, we know, in the context, guys, I want to say, and it's, it's a bit of a given, but it just feels really important to always start by saying um, that, that these verses that we're going to look at sit right within the very core of the our father's heart right and you know it just brings me back to I think it's in um, Psalm where it talks about that, that, that the father collects up our tears and bottles and he records every single one of them and so when we look at journeying through difficult times when we look at almost, you know, James is going to give us almost what is a bit of a, can feel like a bit of a rallying cry and a come on type, which I know when we're in the midst of challenge and if we're in the midst of pain, that sometimes you would rather be poked in the eye with a blunt stick than have somebody say that kind of thing to you. And so I want to, I want to just settle it, embed it all in from that place of knowing that our father's heart is that he is a father who takes our tears and collects them up, that he is so deeply present with us in whatever we are going through. Um, but he, he, he does more than that as well. But I want each of us to know again in a fresh way this morning 
that um that that's the primary place of his heart is is just his love and his compassion for us and the importance of recognizing that that he is just right in the middle his presence is with us through every single situation and you know sometimes when we've journeyed through difficult times and when i look back to that to that time i was talking about when i was about 17 18 um, you know, there is often a strange mix, and I'm sure each of you will have experiences like this where you can look back and think, Do you know, that was the hardest time of my life. I would, wouldn't wish that on a single human being, and yet, and there's that kind of, and yet, there's something so profound and something that, that we feel like we've gained that, that's become it's like something God has planted down deep in our hearts as we have wrestled through that season um, and as we have allowed him into the midst of it and as we have hung on in faithfulness and steadfastness. So we look back on those times and it's like, I would never want to go through that again. And yet, strangely, somehow I wouldn't be without it in my life either. And so what I want us to look at in James 1, really, that's kind of the context of this, because James, um, if you don't know anything about James, he was the half brother of Jesus. This guy had done some journeys, man, and he actually ends up being martyred. So he has been right in the thick of of this this the kingdom coming of jesus arriving but with it um with jesus coming the the persecution and and the hardships as well that that they ha they ha were faced with and so james has been journeying through all of that when he writes this um this message and not only persecution so we can pick it up in in if you want to look at it acts chapter eight they, they, they were um, the, the new church, the early church, they faced famine. There was a prophecy came that they were going to go through famine. And as a result of that, there would be great poverty. They then went through a persecution, um, obviously, from the, the religious leaders, the church leaders. And then under the Emperor Claudius, um, he started expelling the Jews from, from Jerusalem, sending them out, like just sending them away. So James here is speaking to a scattered people. So I, I love that we can continue to, to, to just pick up hope from, you know, from like, I love the Bible in that way, that it doesn't matter that, that it's, there's a 2000 year gap, but it's speaking into exactly the same situation where there is financial hardship, where people don't have enough, where people um, have not, had not got enough food um, and they were under persecution and hardship. And, and James then starts speaking into that. So he, he was a guy who understood um, what it was to go through challenges. And so he's not coming um, at this message from a glib place. You know, what he says to us is not light and it's said with real experience and depth. And I just want to clock guys for a minute because the, the, these guys that had been scattered, like they, they had ended up in countries far away from their homeland. And um, that would have seemed like a, 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 that was a deep pain that we will never understand what it would look like for, for somebody who is Jewish to be cast out of their homeland, to be totally scattered um, into a different, a different space when God had been gathering them to that homeland. And, 
you know, there's something very powerful in scattering. Now, they were facing scattering that they did not want to experience. Um, it was not a pleasant thing, and that's where we are right now. But I just want to flag up, guys, that as Carlo Vineyard Church, and right from the beginning, Andy and Ro have had, when they established um, and put things in motion for Carlo um, Vineyard to become a community, there was always the Sunday that was called Scattered Sunday and, and still is. And it's a really powerful thing, guys, that we get to choose as community to do that intentionally. Because what God did in that scattering of the, of the Jewish people, before he left, he said to them, you know, go into all the world and make disciples. That's all I'm calling you to do. Follow me, go explain it, help others to come into that journey of life as well. And so that was Jesus' command, but they were all still in Jerusalem. And so God used these like really difficult, challenging circumstances to thrust them out, to send them forth, to have them end up in places that they really didn't want to be. But in the scattering, God did, in a sense, what maybe almost couldn't have happened in the day-to-day -day life. In their comfortable, normal, settled world, they hadn't gone. And yet in the scattering moment, God took life. And it says everywhere they went, they preached the gospel. Everywhere they went, people came to know Jesus. So guys, I want to just, just um, sort of flag that up really as a celebration point. You know, we're scattered right now in a way we don't want to be. But there's going to come a point where that changes. But let's continue to come around that scattering that we do throughout the week in our workplaces um, on a Sunday the last Sunday of the month when when we don't gather in a building but churches where we scatter where we take the life of Jesus um, into every place and space that he opens up for us so scattering is powerful um, and that's even just an introduction really I wasn't going to say that um, but anyway so it's into that context let's read um, James 1 and I'm reading it for the message from the message. I, James, am a slave of God and the master Jesus, writing to the 12 tribes scattered to kingdom come. Hello. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Or in other translations, it says not lacking in anything. And I don't know about you guys, but that has been, you know, from the first time that I began to sort of, um, you know, walk with Jesus through the, the reality of the scripture, the, the, the prayer of my heart is Jesus keep doing um, keep doing everything that you long to do that I can become somebody who is mature and well-developed, not lacking in any area. Otherwise, wholeness, that, that's what he's saying wholeness is, where we no longer have any gaps. <laughs> and this is for a future. We know that right now we are still all journeying with many gaps, in a sense, in, in our lives that are not quite the way we know that he intended for them to be. But, but as we stay in this journey with him, he is continually going to take those things and mold them and change them. So it's, it's known there's been lots of research done around people going through challenges in life. And there's been four ways that it, that it gets identified that people tend to respond to challenge. Um, one is to succumb to them. Just, you know, people can go into collapse when they're faced with difficulties. It overwhelms them. It takes them out. 
And that is deeply um, sad and we aren't going to go into that this morning. But, you know, these are these are real kind of um, challenges that we face, eh? that when we go through difficulties, we may succumb and we may give in to them. And then the, the next kind of way that people respond to challenge is to, in a sense, get through it. They survive, but in a sense, detrimentally. At the end of it all, it has taken something from them. It leaves them lacking. Um, it strips away. It doesn't build up. And the third way is resilience. And we've talked, you know, resilience has been talked a lot about during COVID um, and how important it is. And it absolutely is. And, and we need to grow in that. But resilience, in a sense, is, you know, we respond well and we respond quickly um, to challenges that face us. We bounce back quite quickly, perhaps. But in a sense, we just are back to where we started. So, you know, we've not been stripped away from, but, but we are just back where we started. And then the fourth way, and guys, this is what I want us to, you know, we may feel like we identify with one other of those categories. But what I want us to look at the next couple of weeks is just the father's promise, you know, that he is with us in this, not to just see us um, get through it or to survive um, or, or even just to be resilient, but he is with us in this to thrive. And the thriving is where we go through challenges, we face difficulties with the resilience, but at the end of it, we've grown, something's been gained, something's been added to our picture. Um, you know, we, it, it's, a, it's a very strange equation. It's like there's loss, but at the same time, there's gain. And the gain doesn't cross out the loss. The loss is very real in what we go through. But there is some treasure, there's, there's beauty, there's, there's growth to be gained in this, that when we come out the end, and I think the Father's invitation to us guys over these coming months and the, the very probably real reality is that we're looking at at least until the end of next year, you know, for vaccines to come online and to, to, to be shared out through our communities. There's lots of different opinions about how quickly or slowly that may happen. But, but there is a possibility that things are not going to look the way um, you know, we would love them to look um, for quite some time. And so the Father's heart for us is how do we thrive in that? How do we be a people that as our roots go down deeper and as we journey through challenge, um, that perseverance that is wrought through those times allows us to be in a stronger place when we come through those challenges, um, not in a lesser place. Um, so guys, if we, I'm just going to take it, and I don't know how far we'll get, we might need to come back to this next week to finish it, um, but we're just going to take it a little bit word by word, because there's some real, um, I think there's some real treasures in this. So the first thing uh, James says to us is consider, and the, the, the word there, consider, it's, it's like an accounting term. I'm really rubbish at, at accounts. You can ask uh, Rich or in some of my other jobs. I'm very glad I'm not called to that in my full-time world. <laughs> um, but I sort of basically understand profit and loss. And, um, and what James is saying here is it's like the picture is, you know, run a calculation um, on your challenges. Put them on a, on a sheet and have a look at them. Because, you know, we might have a profit column. These are the things that we see as a profit and a gain. These are the things that we see as a loss and a, and a stripping away. 
but the concept here is he's saying that you know what the way God sees it what God values is often so different the things that we would put in a loss column depending on how we respond to it and how we allow God to work through it can end up in our profit column. And, you know, if you think about running a business, you know, a business will always go through some losses in the midst of some profits as well. And we don't wrap that business up. We don't, you know, we don't, we don't see that as something worth kind of letting go of just because it's, it's trading in some losses at points because the overall balance of that is, is positive. The overall balance is, is profitable. And, you know, we've got an opportunity here, guys, through 2020. You know, what's up for grabs for us? When we come out and look back on, on this season and we run a calculation, so to speak, you know, how are we going to look at the things that we've journeyed through and what we have gained through them? Yes, there will be the losses. And like we've said, you know, Jesus utterly attends to us in the midst of that as well. But if we value, if we can see what he's at work doing, if we can value what he values, it can turn it all around that we come out the end of it with that sense of, yeah, there, I, I have actually gained here. I've won something um, in my maturity, in my growth. And um, that's, that's his invitation to us is how do we come towards this so that that is part of our picture. Um. It's like I said, when he uses the word considerate um, a joy, uh, in other translations, it says pure joy um, in the message, a gift. Consider it a gift when you go through these challenges. That can stick in our throat at points. And um, we can, you know, I, I know some of you and many of us right now, I think if we took just 30 seconds to pause, there will be something that immediately comes to mind right now that you are going through that is tremendously challenging, possibly painful. And, and to hold these words up against it, you know, consider it a joy, consider it a gift. It can feel like a bit of a sticking point or a challenge point to do that. But James is wanting us to understand the beauty of the kingdom, that it is so countercultural where we can go through these tremendous losses and they are absolutely held and clocked and valued and treasured by the Father. And it's not that we're looking to put in some kind of bizarre optimistic spin on this, guys, where we just rah-rah our way, you know, through what we're going through, not at all. There is something tremendously deep and gritty about how the kingdom works, that, that, that suffering and joy are often a very close companion within our journeys, that suffering and growth uh, seem to go hand in hand. And so what he's saying here, when he's saying it's a gift, he's saying, you know, what is the treasure? What is the father doing in the midst of this that is going to be for your gain? Don't lose that. Don't pass that by. Um, because we've missed what he values, what he treasures, what he sees as important um, about what he does in our heart through these things. Um, 
the picture of, of in a sense, joy there is, is, is like a cup full. <laughs> That's all. You know, it's, it's not a rah-rah celebration at all, but it's a full cup that the Father gives us the full measure of what we need. And, and as a pastor, Charlie Dates, and he refers to it as this, God has a corresponding gift or joy for every trial that we find ourselves in. So whatever challenges right now we're facing, the things that come to mind, you know, the Father's goodness in that is that he has a cup full for you in it. He has things that, that are a corresponding joy to be taken away as profit, as gain in your life as you allow him to do that work. So it's not calling good or bad good. And, you know, it's not, it's not lowering the the uh, strength of, of the challenge that we're facing right now, but it's allowing the Father to bring his perspective as to what he is says is a gain in that and what he wants to do. Face, when we face these things, um, in this context, guys, this is about, he's talking about tripping over, that it's the same context that we're faced with when we trip over things in the sense of they come at us we have not expected them they are often things that have totally whammied us out of the blue we've not planned for them wanted them or asked for them and he's saying it's those kind of things when they like they hit you in the face literally um, they are right in front of you I've got joy for you I've got a gift for you in the midst of that that you can take away it's exactly the kind of situation we're going through now and the word for trial can actually be interpreted even plague would you believe <laughs> so it's very literal to our situation you know when you are facing these trials um they are you know it's plagues it's pain it's challenge it's difficulty it might be financial loss there are so many things that could be just a, a relationship breakdown or pain in a relationship um, where we're just struggling with reconciliation. It can be so many different things. But he's saying, you know, let it do its work. Like be, be thankful that when we see it for what it is, when it comes out into the open, when you have a reaction, when you have a trigger, when somebody says something to you and, and there's a painful response comes up in your heart, see that as a gift. Because in that moment, there's an opportunity that when it comes out into the light, when, when it comes you know, to, your, to your attention, um, we can take it before the Father and begin to say, Lord, what do you want to do with this? Meet me in this. Bring your healing into these, these spaces. Or if it's a financial need, you know, we can take it to the Father in prayer. Um, so when it talks about us being tested, this is not like a right or wrong, like an examination. You are not, we are not as people um, being, in a sense, pushed to go through difficult circumstances to, to say, yep, you get, a, you get a pass, you get a fail. What it's saying is he's putting us through the rigors of a testing in the way that like a vehicle gets tested out on tough ground to see if it's durable for the purpose for which it was created. So he takes these situations, he does not um, create them for us in order to, but he takes the challenges and he's taking the challenge of 2020 and COVID and he's he's putting us through our rigors to, to test us in the sense of 
wanting to unearth, guys, where are the parts of you that are not strong yet? Where are the parts of you that are not bedded in me? Where are the parts of you that are still wounded, that leave you uh, vulnerable and susceptible, where you're not going to be able to grow, where you're not going to be able to move forward and, and mature, where you're not going to be able to love profoundly, because that thing's just going to keep coming up and smacking you in the face. And he's saying, let's go, let's go for it. Let, let me walk you through this. Let me put it a little bit to the test so that when you see what's going on together, we can journey through that in order that when you persevere and when you commit to going the distance and allowing him to do his work when it is painful and everything in you wants to run away and hide and shut down and close off vulnerability and not go there. I've done all of those journeys, guys, and still face them on a regular basis at times where it is painful sometimes to say, Father, I want to stay in this. I want you to have access to my heart to do everything so that I can be become somebody who doesn't have any gaps or anything lacking to be the person you've called me to be, to love profoundly um, from the very core of, of everything that you've done. Psalm 26, and I'll finish on this, guys. We haven't finished, so we will do a little bit of a take two next week to just... Yeah, just, just to sort of fully come round full circle and to allow the Father just time to, to uh, yeah, for, for us to invite him into that place. Let me just finish um, to mull on this beautiful scripture, Psalm 26, verse 2, um, and it reads in the message that David is saying this, examine me, God, from head to foot and order your battery of tests. Make sure I'm fit inside and out so I never lose sight of your love, but keep in step with you, never missing a beat. And don't, guys, we want to be people like that, who never lose sight of his love, who keep in step with him from now until the day we die, to stay the course, to be faithful to him in every way till the end. And David says the same picture, you know, let him take you through your paces, let him do the battery test, so that... And then the so that is next week. And that's the amazing part that we'll continue with. And um, I think we've got maybe seven minutes. <laughs> Do you want me to stop there, guys? That's, that's so amazing, Murr. Thank you so, so much. That's so brilliant. Um, guys, if you 